0: We have a lot of patients who are trying to work out. They're trying to do everything they can, and they're trying to do it right. But where can they make mistakes? Where can they make mistakes with strength and conditioning and getting that support, sometimes paying a great deal of money? Hi, I'm Dr. Brian McDonough. Welcome to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. My guest today is Bobby Wisnand, and Bobby is an expert on this subject, on the expert on just trying to deal with life, health in general, all those things. First of all, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Brian. Tell me a little bit, you know, your focus. We've had an opportunity to talk before, but if you had to say the most important thing you do, what would it be?
1: That's simple. I show people the difference between right and wrong. And overall, in in fitness and wellness and and health, you can't see what's wrong until you know what's right. That's what sets me apart from everyone else and all the other instruction and and information out there is I'm going to show you, not only show you what's right and what's wrong, in health and wellness, and I'm talking about from the exercise side, the eating, the the programs just across the board, I'm going to show you not only what's right and what's wrong, but also help you learn so that you can depict that for yourself at any given situation, any advice out there. That's what people are going to get from me, and that's my goal.
0: So how are the different ways you go about doing it? I know you do things through the Internet and you're writing. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yes, so I do a lot of speaking. I'm an international speaker. I I speak at medical conferences. I work with doctors and surgeons. I teach them how to address health and wellness with their patients. I teach them how to make it so uh, a lot less daunting than it is. Uh, I do have other books. I've written three other books. I do corporate wellness, do lunch and learns. I do, again, like I said, a lot of speaking. I do fitness evaluations for patients pre- and post-op, I've done over 7,500 of those from all walks of medicine. It's been a blast. Uh, it's It's been a good time. I've learned as I've went along. I've done the PT internships. I've grasped and, and really taken a hold of, of what I tell people I can do, and I follow that up with my actions. So it's across the board. I've got a lot out there, Brian, and, and we need it because there's a lot of stuff out there that's, very misleading.
0: I wanted to ask you a few questions. Obviously, we have a physician audience, and they're involved in primary care, and they deal with patients, and they're trying to guide them. What are mistakes we make as physicians? Where should we be guiding our patients, maybe a little better, a little stronger?
1: Great question. I'll tell you the first one, Brian, is and there's three things that I would tell any doctor, any physician, would be to be aware be aware of when they tell their patients to go exercise and to to go seek out a trainer or seek some professional advice that what they're going to go get is ninety nine percent chance is not going to be what they need uh, i would I would tell them to read my book fitness frauds uh, I outline everything in there for them it's it's blue it's a blueprint The second thing I would say would be to educate the patients before they send them to the gym tell them the warning signs, explain correct form and technique. I mean, that's one thing, Brian, that if if patients knew form and technique, which I teach a five-second rep, I teach a five-second repetition on all resistance exercises with a pause at the top and bottom, you name it, chest, shoulder, tricep, core, legs, it doesn't matter. I teach them to keep the resistance in the muscle and out of the joint. I teach them to rebalance the body, look at your posture. So I would have a little bit of education there before I tell them to go out. I would try to have some program where I can teach them so they'll know what's right and what's wrong. The third thing would be to understand from a doctor's standpoint, understand starting points, the difference between where a person should start with wellness and where they should end up because we have all the advice out there, 30 minutes five days a week, 45 minutes to an hour, hit this much cardio, this much resistance, da 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 right, on and on. But where they should start is quite different than where they should end up. It may be 10 minutes, two days a week. It's They've got to have that immediate gratification right off the bat. If you set them up, to, if you put too much on their plate, so to speak, they're going to have a hard time. It's going to go awry. The honeymoon period will end quickly, and people get frustrated and they think they have to go do all this exercise and all this eating right to get that fit, that fit life. When, yeah, eventually they may have to get there, but right now, no, let's let's get a good start. That's what I would teach doctors. That's what I would tell any physician
0: out there. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough. My like, guest is Bobby Wisden. You're listening to Primary Care today on ReachMD. And, you know, you made a lot of really good points. And one of the things you said was about getting the right exercises, the right training, and the right pace how do you pick a or a trainer or anyone who is going to do that correctly? Because it seems so varied. I mean, it, depending on where you go and, and what they're doing, you could get all sorts of differences.
1: Oh, man, great question. I can tell you right off the bat, this is a statement that I'd like everybody to, to plant deep in that brain, is that fitness is only skin deep in many cases. Don't judge a uh, a person's advice on how they look because as you'll see in my book fitness frauds there's a lot going on behind the curtains that that people are using to attain that look and drugs is one of them so you don't automatically assume because somebody is fit that that advice is going to be good because most of the time it's fit for the trash i would say don't give much weight to certifications don't give much at all i've got them all they don't mean a whole lot where's the what are they where's the application I want to see somebody work out. So I would tell someone to make sure that, that if, if they're going to go in and hire a trainer or a fitness instructor, whatever it may be, their first and foremost has to be a complete evaluation, not just heart rate, not just body weight, not just measurements. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your health history. Let's talk about your injuries, your pain. Let's talk about how we're going to avoid that and make it where you're not having that pain. Uh, I would tell them to ask their trainer or their fitness instructor specific. Explain to me your plan of action for me. If I hire you, what are we going to do and why? Don't accept anything other than specific answers that are rational. Not just well, we're going to get you in shape or we're going to we're going to give you more energy. No, tell me why I am going to do that plan, and then of course ask them how. They plan to address your specific health issues. Uh, there's so much, Brian, that the fitness industry is lacking, and fer- personal trainers and boot camp instructors and fitness instructors across the board are lacking in application. Forget the certifications, proofs in the, proofs in the action. That's, that's exactly what I would tell them.
0: One of the things we, as, as physicians, though, see, is we, we might know someone in our community, our neighbor, whatever, someone who works out, but... Do you, do you pull your patients and say what's going on? I mean, how do you find it out? It's almost like scouring the Internet. How do you know someone is a good exactly. fitness trainer?
1: Yeah, real, real quick, that's simple. Uh, are they encouraging you to work through pain? Are they showing you modifications that show you how to have a pain-free workout? Pain should not be a part of any workout. Are they taking heart rate? Are they explaining everything they're doing? Are they keeping records? Are they looking at their phone? Are they talking to other people? Are they teaching you body alignment? Are they explaining why you're doing this particular workout? Do they change it often? Number one, the pain. A lot of it's go hard, go home. And, and, and another a big, big warning sign, Brian, is are they diagnosing? Are they saying, I know what that injury is? Are they trying to treat that injury? Big red lights. So those are warning signs. Those are in my book as well. I explain all that in detail. But, you know, those are questions I would, if I was a doctor, I would ask my patient, is this trainer doing this? Show me your training log. I tell my patients to take their log and show their doctor.
0: Which is a really good idea because it makes the doctor and the patient work together and they, they, they feel as if they're part of a team. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what do you suggest if you were going to give three tips for physicians to talk with their patients about what would be the three best exercises, you know, for someone limited in time who's just getting into working out, who maybe you'll want to encourage them to get going, which is what most of us do with our patients. Let's see if we can start somewhere. What would three things that you would suggest for them to do that would be most helpful?
1: Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, and, it can, and, and let me say this. The, the, the things I'm about to say can be done in a seated position. There's a lot of people that, that need to ex- start exercising in a seated position because they're, they, their meniscus and their knees, the cartilage is gone, and their hips, and they may have some neuropathy, they may have some balance issues. So I'm going to tell them to, to start with some light to moderate cardio activity. And let me define cardio activity. It can be taking a walk around the block. Just get moving. Take note of anything that feels weird. Am am I having pain here? Am I having pain there? I would start with, I would pick one exercise of resistance per body part. In other words, uh, a chest press with some light, very light dumbbells, uh, a curl. Maybe it's doing some seated non resistance leg extensions where you're just straightening your leg and bending it back. I would pick one exercise per body part do one set of ten repetitions, take notes, see how you feel the next day if you don't have soreness and no pain then you know what let's go to two sets of ten. For one set of ex- one exercise for one set of ten per body part, a little bit of cardiovascular activity, maybe three days of maybe it's a five minute walk. Start slow let's build a broad foundation and then the third piece Brian would be flexibility. I want you to learn, to address your your I want you to learn how to stretch correctly. Warm up, stretch the body, exercise, stretch again. And our, then of course the food, you know that's a that's something we'd need to address eventually as well.
0: Our guest is Bobby Wisden and we're talking about the best ways to exercise, the dangers that can occur and really even for our own our own lives, our own practices, everyone, what are the best things to do? Um, what about the time limitations? One of the things I often get is, you know, doctor, I don't have time. And I know people have time. I mean, there sure. is time. You can make time for anything. But in a nice, polite way, uh, you know, you talk about the importance mm-hmm. of health and is this important. But what do you suggest for them for that regard? There's
1: got to be a, a shift in how they think about exercise. It's got to be put in the important order, just like a business appointment, showing up for work. You have to start scheduling it just like it was anything else, uh, an important event. It needs to be at the forefront of of your day. And, and, and here's the thing, too, is it maybe, this is my point from earlier, if they think they've got to do 30 minutes five days a week versus, or maybe even 45 minutes to four or five days a week, that's an automatic disconnect. They're going to think, well, okay. But if you can start them with something 10 minutes, 3 days a week, and they get going, and that's going to evolve and become something that they're going to want to make a part of their life. It's that starting point. It's that real, fast, good, feel good, hey, man, I'm going to make this work this time, and I don't have to beat myself up, and I don't have to do it 5 days a week. Maybe I'll work up to that, but right now I'm in a good place. So that, that's the point is that starting point. And Without I think turning people off, Brian, and it happens.
0: Well, I think one of the things you're saying, which is so important, is it really it is a lifelong goal, not necessarily five weeks to get in shape. I mean, people get in shape for bathing suit season, those things. But really, what we're talking about is is lifetime, and how do you keep people engaged for the long run?
1: That's right, man. We're making we're 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 changing not only the way we're going to look, but more importantly, how are we on the inside? You know, I want to be. I want to be 100 years old doing what I did when I was 30. That's possible. It's very possible. It's, it, it, and, it, uh, Brian, I hear something I tell people. I, I tell people this all the time when I speak or whatnot. Treat your body now how you want it to treat you later in life. If you, be, if you beat it up now or you don't take care of it now, it's not going to take care of you later when we need it the most. Mobility is gold. Mobility is the real gold.
0: If there's something I didn't ask you that you think we should talk about.
1: Yeah, you know, I just why I wrote the book. Brian, I just real quick, it's the first reason of course is to expose the health and wellness industry for what it really is mostly is a big fat scam, unfortunately. To show people how to understand what's real and what's fake. The second reason our our country is going backwards and our battles against health and obesity and and joint pain and heart disease why is that when we have all these resources out there more gyms and wellness centers than we've ever had it's because we're we're being misled and we're we have too many people that are doing too much and we have too many people that aren't doing enough that are turned off because of what is what is projected that we have to do to to get that fit look that we see so often advertised in social media and that's it that's why
0: i wrote the book well, Bobby Wisman, I want to thank you for joining us on Primary Care Today on ReachMD. I really want to thank you, Bobby, for taking the time to join us. I appreciate uh, the fact you took so much time, and I think it was beneficial for our listening audience. You bet. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. It was a good time. This is Dr. Brian McDonough. If you missed any of this discussion, please visit ReachMD.com slash Today. You can download the podcast. You can learn more about the series. Thank you for listening and being a part of the knowledge.